Hello, and welcome to episode 12 of the Intramarine Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, we have a guest on today. His name is Mason, goes by Crypto Mason on most uh, social media platforms. And today we're going to be diving into all things cryptocurrency, Bitcoin, uh, going to keep it, try and keep it high level for the most part. Uh, but Mason, I will let you take a second to introduce yourself. So what is up, everyone? I am Crypto Mason or Mason for Sluice, depending on where you follow me. Um, I've been creating crypto content since basically only one year now. Um, but I've been in crypto since 2017, and I'm sure we'll get into how I got into that. But basically, I'm a crypto content creator, uh, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, all the main platforms I'm, I'm definitely active on. Um, and I speak about cryptocurrency for the most part and i kind of mix it with um philosophy and spirituality as well uh sometimes so that's who i who i am and what i'm doing awesome yeah and uh if you're if you're interested in learn more about all the stuff we talk about today i'll link all of mason's uh socials down below uh if you're on youtube or spotify apple Podcasts, all of that um so before we get into any crypto related things and delve into bitcoin and whatnot I'd love to hear just a little bit about your background what initially got you into crypto what got you into content um and what brought you to this point in your life All right so it's kind of a a, a semi crazy story but we like um, those <laughs> Yeah basically well I will start off I'm 21 I just turned 21 a couple of days ago but I was 20 Happy belated Thank you um and basically, so you asked what, what got me into crypto and, and content, right? Yeah. So I, I've been in crypto since 2017. And we all, all the crypto people know what happened in 2017. There was a huge, huge bull run, um, parabolic bull run. And then there was a huge crash to match that. But basically, I got in right before all of that happened. Um, and I always knew about Bitcoin because... I am very, I would say I'm a very spiritual person and the philosophy behind Bitcoin matches up perfectly with, with all of that stuff. It's putting the power back into the people's hands, removing the middleman, that type of thing. So that matches up perfectly. So I was always aware of Bitcoin. Um, but then my dad introduced me to other cryptos. And the first one was XRP, which is pretty hated. Um, it's a polarizing crypto. Um, some people don't even call it a crypto, but he introduced me to that one. And then we invested, I was only 17. You got to keep that in mind. So you can't even invest in crypto if you're 17 um, because you can't sign up for an exchange account. So I was using his, I was using Bitcoin ATMs um, inside of coffee shops. And we watched our money go from like, we only put 500 bucks in. It went to like 2,500, crashed all the way down. Then we forgot about it, right? Through 2018 and 2019, I was kind of just asleep to cryptocurrency. Um, and then 2020 came around and I really realized what was happening with uh, like the economy and, and how we're changing to like a digital world. And then I realized, okay, this is important. Got back in and now I'm here. So content creation really started in September of 2020. And I actually started with similar stuff to Andrew on TikTok. If anybody was following me way back then, I was actually starting with, with that type of content, but it shifted into just pure crypto. And now I'm here on, on various different platforms. That's awesome. Such a cool story. I feel like a lot of people who have been in it for a few years is, is kind of similar. Like even for myself, I now dabble a little bit. I have, I have some money in Bitcoin, some money in Ethereum, nothing in XRP at the moment, but maybe by the end of this call, I, I might yeah. be, you know, have, have a little bit or want to at least. Um, but yeah, back in seven, 2017, I got a little bit, I think it was just Ethereum, but I didn't really understand anything about it. And even to this day, when it comes to crypto and Bitcoin, all I see is stuff like stock to flow chart and just like the projections. And in, in my thinking, I'm like, I'm willing to lose X amount of money that I'm willing to invest. If this upside is actually like the potential upside of this is really what people are saying. It is like, that's simply a risk I'm willing to take. I do think that we are trending 
towards that type of thing. But when it comes to, so like just for the people listening with, with Bitcoin, like most people don't even know what it is or how to explain it. Bitcoin, crypto, blockchain. I don't mean to throw everything at you at once, but if you could just, you know, give us a little bit of a understanding of, of what those are um, and how they are related. Yeah. So before we get into that, I want to throw one thing on the, the previous. Um, the reason why it's a crazy story, I didn't even get into that, but I was put in so- sort of a pinch in my life. This is the reason why I started creating content. I had a music marketing agency at 18, 19, those years of my life, and it was really successful. And actually PayPal banned all of my payment processing overnight. And I lost that and had no way to even take income anymore. So I quickly started making content and that's, that's actually why. So I was put in kind of a pinch um, and now that's paid off. And now I hate PayPal, which actually Bitcoin kills any need for PayPal. Let, let me explain. There's no need for me to go through a middleman like PayPal if I can send Andrew a Bitcoin transaction from anywhere in the world fast. Well, Bitcoin's pretty slow. I mean, you, you could send a payment in like five to 30 minutes, sometimes an hour, um, but there's no need for PayPal, right? I can send you money instantly just like that. Um, and now obviously getting into the broader spectrum of cryptos, there's faster ones. Um, there's slower ones even than Bitcoin. Um, but as a whole, this crypto, I wouldn't call it currency. Actually, I'm not a fan of the word cryptocurrency. I'm a fan of the word crypto um, and digital assets. But basically, uh, Bitcoin is the one that started it all. And it's more, it's like everyone says it's digital gold, which there's one thing that really makes it uh, viable for that title. And that's how scarce it is. Uh, basically, there's only 21 million ever made ever made. They can't make more. Um, They can do one thing, which is called forking, where like you basically split the network and now there's another coin with new supply. Um, And if any of you, I don't know if you guys have heard of it, but Bitcoin Cash is actually a fork. So this is the only way they can technically make more supply. But ultimately, Bitcoin is 21 million. That's it. Right now, I believe there's about 18 million circulating. So how that works is a whole thing. I'm sure we'll get into it. But crypto as a whole, I would describe it as like new internet stocks, essentially. New internet stocks. Um, It's gotten to a place where it's not like all of these are competing to be the currency that we use in the world. It's gotten to a place like you're not going to use one of these to buy your coffee. That isn't what this is about anymore. Many people have that misconception of like, well, Bitcoin's never going to be, I'm never going to use that. Who's going to use that? Um, But yeah, that's what it is right now. And blockchain, crypto and blockchain are separate. So basically crypto is just one use case for blockchain. Just one use case. There can be multiple. Yeah. 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 Um, so with going back to the the value piece of it, and I understand even with currencies, like I've done, I went down the the Bitcoin crypto rabbit hole last July. I was able to get a good chunk in there before this last run up, you know, when it was closer to, to 10,000. Um, but when it comes to the value side of it, you say it's like internet stocks, but this is a question that a lot of people will ask me questions. And the reason I wanted to do an episode like this is so that I could just like have them watch this episode because I don't yeah. most of the time have any answers. I'm just like, I'm just along for the ride. I'm not an expert by any means, but people will ask things like, you know, it's not a business. It's not a company. Like what value does it have? Is it the value that we give it or is it, is there something inherent in it, the scarcity you mentioned with Bitcoin, I know that is a big piece of Bitcoin, though not all cryptos are scarce in that way. Um, so I'm curious, like with, with the value side of it, what would you say about that? It essentially is the value that you give it. it um, it's the same concept as money. Like really, mm-hmm. that $20 bill is only valuable because 
you think it's a $20 bill and you agree that it's worth two zero, just 20. That's 20 to me and 20 to you. And therefore it's valuable. So basically that's it. But some, you would have to rank them like among each other. Like the value is the value in some of these is that they're just better than others. Right. Um, but inherently it's digital code. It means com nothing. It, it's nothingness, but we're making it mean something. And the important part is that the people are making it mean something and not like a government telling you that this means something to you. Like this is kind of our thing. And of course you're seeing a resistance of like, they're trying to kind of suppress it and push it down um, because it's ours. It's ours. And, and maybe what they will do um, is like try to infiltrate that and just make it theirs. Um, but I mean, Bitcoin is the answer to all of that. That's how you rebel um, is Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. When you, when you mentioned that some are better than others, is that referring to like some are more widely adopted or like I mentioned before with Bitcoin or that you mentioned with the scarcity of it, there's only 21 million ever there, you know, 21 million Bitcoins will ever be mined. Is that like what makes Bitcoin better than others? And then is there other reasons that would make one like quote unquote better than another yeah. crypto? So there's actually like categories within cryptos. So Bitcoin essentially started off as a payment system um, to just make peer-to-peer -peer decentralized payments. And what that means is just me to you, another human to human, no government or bank in the middle. And it's decentralized, meaning nobody owns it. Uh, like nobody's at the top of a company. I always describe it as like most stuff is like in a pyramid shape right now where there's something at the top and then everybody at the bottom. But Bitcoin is really a circle where everyone's included. You all have an equal type share. And there's arguments um, against that. Like I basically know the whole spectrum of it because I, I'm heavily invested in other. I, I don't even own Bitcoin. If I'm being honest, Real I do not invest in Bitcoin. No. All right. So I know the whole spectrum and the arguments against Bitcoin. And then I also know why, like, I know both sides of the argument is what I'm trying to say. Mm -hmm. So yeah, there's different sections. So smart contract coins like Ethereum, if anybody's heard of Ethereum or Cardano or Solana or any of these other ones, you would have to rank those against each other in their own categories. So now Bitcoin has turned into a store of value like gold, which it actually didn't start off like that. It wasn't supposed to ever be that, uh, but now it is. Um, so you would compare Bitcoin to the other payments coins and the other store of value coins. Um, so, so when you said that, um, you know, th there's this, sort of the government entities, whoever you want to call it, the man wants to suppress it. Do you think there is a possibility of suppression or will it always come through? And do you think there's a possibility of things just like diminishing in the midair, like a massive hack and everyone loses everything? Like, is that still possible? I think there were people who thought that it was maybe early with Bitcoin, but now it's so established but maybe others, there's a, there's a chance. Like, do you think there's a possibility of this? They're always like with, this is still young mm -hmm. and it's still weird to a lot of people. So, and, and it's still like, it's still like rebellious in a way. Mm -hmm. Most of this is like decentralization is not what the man or the government wants at all, because that would mean we get a lot of power and they have to relinquish some of their power. But as for like the hacks and things uh, with Bitcoin specifically, that thing hasn't been updated in like years. It's still the same thing. Um, the tech is old. If I'm being honest, it's old tech. Um, so it's open to a hack, but I wouldn't worry. Like if there was something like that happening, we would probably have warning uh, before it. But yes, there's always the risk of this all I don't think it'll go to like zero, but it would just be like the main bad thing that would happen is what you just said, the suppression 
and them kind of infiltrating it. And just like, I always say they, they might um, make the decentralized systems just end up and turn into the centralized systems, which would be sad. And it does look like it's heading that way. Um, but I mean, we can never know what's going to happen. So yes, there's a risk of, of this just poofing. It's, it's just digital code. So hmm. anything can happen really. Yeah. So with, with that decentralization, I know that's a big piece of, of Bitcoin and, and the story for it, you know, long-term kind of becoming this thing that is, you know, some say that it is untouchable by, you know, as hard as the government entities want to squeeze it and like suppress it, that it always sort of seep through yeah. the cracks well, in some way. Well, yep. that like the government suppressing it is actually more of a reason to use it. Mm-hmm. right it actually creates more of a use case yeah um when they try to ban it like yeah this is this is it's more of a incentive to use something like that so it's it is unbannable truly it is unbannable because bitcoin is simply an idea that exists in everybody's head mm-hmm. and then we just agree on it digitally yeah that that makes sense so with with i don't mean to like spend the whole time on bitcoin but it is I think the most popular and when people think crypto, they think Bitcoin. So why is it that you don't have any? Well, I am. Um, that's a hard that's a hard question. Basically, from like a simple making money investing standpoint, the upside for Bitcoin is less than the upside for other coins, meaning like, OK, for example, one Bitcoin, just for example, one Bitcoin is 50,000. So now if I put $1,000 into that and I want my money to just double, Bitcoin has to go all the way to 100,000. And along that way, there's a lot of psychological levels. Um, If I want my money to just five times, Bitcoin would have to go to 250,000. So there's huge, you, you see like my risk tolerance because I'm young is higher. Like, I feel like taking risks right now and I feel like they're going to pay off if I take educated, if I really educate myself. So I've chosen to go with a more risky portfolio where it includes coins that have a larger upside. Um, And all of that is based on market cap. It's just like the same as stocks. Um, Like Bitcoin got up to a trillion dollar market cap. Um, So some of these have smaller market caps which means there's higher room for, or there's more room for growth. And mm-hmm. I go into those and I go in, I mainly go into the new technologies. Mm-hmm. It, it's clear that Bitcoin is old. It's slow. It's not doing what it was supposed to do. Um, they're marketing it as a store of value and it's, it's not a payment system anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, the energy usage, I go into green coins, meaning like energy efficient coins. Um, so that's that's kind of my philosophy in investing in crypto is right there. Yeah, that's that's funny. I one of my good buddies who actually got me into Bitcoin, Jake Levison, if you're listening. Um, he's like super pro Bitcoin and like super anti anything that's not Bitcoin. So I would love sometime to be the moderator on you two, like debating yeah, yeah. the two, because you're both in the you know the crypto space, but clearly it's funny because a lot of people don't get into Bitcoin like my, my dad, for example, I've not been able to convince him to get into anything, even put, you know, like a percent of a percent of a percent of his wealth into anything crypto. And mm-hmm. it's because he sees it as, you know, too risky. You're, you stay out of Bitcoin because it's, you know, not nec- like too risk averse to a degree. It yeah. seems like a little bit. I, I look at Bitcoin as the most, the safest, to be mm-hmm. honest, out of all of these. Um, but yeah, that makes sense uh, that someone like, even like my dad's in it because I I'm here. I live in the same house. I'm still living with my parents. I'm only 21. So Mm -hmm. I, uh, I'm always convincing him and and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And he actually saw the value in XRP. And I'm sure, did you say Jake that the guy, the pro Bitcoin? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure he absolutely despises XRP. Um, which would be, it would be funny to have a, a back and forth about that. Yeah. I, I, my, my dad saw the value in XRP because they're working with banks, um, okay. which is actually what Bitcoin tries to get rid of, basically the decentralized, right? 
Okay. So is it that XRP is a little bit, is it almost like in the middle between what people are used to with the monetary bank system, you know, whatever fiat currency, and then Bitcoin's on the other end and XRP is kind of in between, like it's a crypto that's being more well adopted in that sense. Yeah. It's, it's the one that's built to, I would, I would say it's built to introduce crypto to the banking system. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. That's what I would say. So, so some of the things about Bitcoin that, that people, you know, really like is it's comparable to gold. You know, it has a big, like the market cap supposedly is going to surpass gold in the next few years. It has a, it's scarce. It has limited number um, of coins that will ever be produced. What are for XRP then I wanted to get into, cause I know you're so bullish on XRP, like what, what it has that Bitcoin doesn't and what it doesn't have that Bitcoin does that may, may make some people hesitant. Yeah. So basically what Bitcoin has that it doesn't is the philosophy side of it. Like putting the power back in the individual's hand. Um, with XRP, you're like welcoming the new era of banking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and these crypto people, they don't like banking. They want to be their own bank and they want the power in their own hands. So with XRP, you're kind of like, almost it's not supporting the bankers but it's like it's been deemed as the banker coin um and now as a direct comparison basically um bitcoin is slower xrp is extremely fast extremely fast like i can send you i could send you 50 million dollars right now in three seconds for pennies instantly like i could do it right now um and if anybody knows ashton kutcher um, you can you can Google Ashton Kutcher on Ellen, like Ellen show, and he goes on there and demonstrates. He sends her four million bucks um, to her charity, and it's just like boom. So with Bitcoin, you would have to wait for all the mining, right? XRP does mm-hmm. not have this mining thing going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would have to wait for all the confirmations and all of that. Um, and then on the energy side of it, Bitcoin is pretty energy intensive. Um, which there's arguments against that too. And it kind of is BS, uh, the energy thing on Bitcoin. Everybody mm-hmm. doesn't like the energy thing. But okay, let's take a look at the banking system. The banking system uses triple the energy that Bitcoin uses. So like what's going on here? Why is that a problem, right? But then what I would say to that is, okay, let's implement XRP in the banking system and it'll bring it to basically way lower than Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that difference. XRP has a supply of 100 billion, 100 billion XRP tokens ever made, which makes it less scarce, of course, which makes the price lower. Um, but I would say to that, it also enables XRP to spread to a global audience and really be used for something versus um bitcoin where you can't even own a full one like and it's more of a store of value basically xrp is what bitcoin was supposed to be essentially Mm -hmm. a a payments coin Mm -hmm. they describe xrp as the best digital asset for payments Mm -hmm. um and actually one last thing when when the ceo of xrp i mean the ceo of ripple uh, which is the company who created XRP, basically. They mm-hmm. are separate entities. So Ripple's a centralized company and XRP is a decentralized cryptocurrency. Uh, we, we don't have to get into that, but when the CEO gets on the news, the news people will always say to him, hey, Brad, his name is Brad. Hey, Brad, is this like a better version of Bitcoin? Without fail, every time... The CEO gets on the news, mainstream news, because he's been on there. Every time they're like, hey, how does the energy compare to Bitcoin? How does this compare to Bitcoin? Is this a better version? Um, And he's always like trying to throw it off as no, but he's also just giving the real answers. So, I mean, those are the differences. Both are great investments, in my opinion. No financial advice or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Of course not. Both are great. (laughs) Yeah, I play. I yeah. play both sides, as you can mm-hmm. see. I have <laughs> yeah, I was gonna hands. say for someone without yeah. any Bitcoin, that's quite the sign you got up on your wall there. 
No, that, that's, that's very interesting. And I'm curious. So, so kind of like talking about this scarcity too, you mentioned XRP has, there's a hundred billion in supply. So like, it's more easy to be widely adopted, but then what is, what do you think is going to cause it the price to go? What is it today? Like around a dollar these it's days? It's around 60, 60 cents. 60 cents. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so like, what's going to push? Cause I know with Bitcoin, a lot of people argue that like it's a, it's scarce. So, you know, the more people who want it eventually, not everyone's going to be able to have it. And then it'll break down into whatever it's called Satoshi's or, yep. you know, the divisible piece of Bitcoin, like 0. 0.0001, whatever Bitcoins. Um, so it, that will help drive the price up to eventually, you know, people think it'll be worth millions in 10, 20, 30 years, whatever. So with XRP, what will, what do you think makes it a good investment that it will cause the price to go up if inherently, you know, there, there isn't that value like a company has necessarily and the scarcity piece isn't there as well. Yeah. So basically it's the use cases. Um, every, like when this market gets regulated fully, which is coming. And um, if you're watching any crypto person who's not telling you about that, they're doing you a disservice. Um, so I always talk about the regulation side of it because that's coming, it's looming. And once this market gets fully regulated, basically the value of these cryptos are going to depend on how good their use case is. If you have a good use case, the value is going to be sky high. So with XRP, it's essentially like really um, revolutionizing banking. Mm -hmm. um, if you know what's everything that's behind it, they already have like 300 financial institutions signed up, major banks, um, but they're going to try and basically replace SWIFT, uh, which is the messaging system right now for payments. Um, but that rabbit hole is so huge with XRP. But I would essentially say it's just the use cases are so good. Um, and uh, just one example, uh, Fedwire, which is like the Federal Reserve's uh, wire transfer thing. It does $5 trillion a day in volume. So XRP could easily speed that whole process up, make it cheaper for them and have that volume flowing through. So people say that Bitcoin will reach the market cap of gold, which is like 10, 15 trillion, something like that. They say that, but like, okay, that's pennies compared to what's what we're really coming for with some of these other things that's really small. So it can get there and I'm, I'm okay with it going to those numbers. It would actually be the most amazing thing. I'm cheering for Bitcoin to go to 15 trillion market cap because that means that my XRP can be at a 10 trillion market cap. Um, Cause there's like a psychological thing where Bitcoin always has to be king, right? It always has to be king. So I'm, I'm okay with it going to that. And I think it will. Like it, we want to get into the stock to flow stuff and the halvenings that is like setting it up for just a constant, almost linear, of course, there's little fluctuations, but it's almost like it's destined to just keep going up. Mm -hmm. um, but that all depends on demand, right? Mm -hmm. What if every person that was planning to buy Bitcoin has already bought? Like, where is this money going to come from? Um, so I I'm not sure. Maybe... Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. With, uh, you mentioned the happening and stock to flow. I did want to get into that a little bit. And, um, just for those listening, if they haven't heard, like basically what got me so excited about Bitcoin was looking at the stock to flow. Cause I had always looked at it on a regular scale, like not the log scale and saw that like, Oh yeah, you know, had a little blip back, you know, 2012, 2013, can't even see it anymore. 2017, there was a blip. Now we're above that, but they're all just like little blips. Like who's to say it's going to, you know, keep going up. But then I look at the stock to flow and I was like, oh shit, there's actually, this has been trending this way. And it seems to always happen about a year or so after each happening. So that process, do you mind just like explaining real quick what happening and what stock to flow is for those listening? Yeah, basically stock to flow is is a ratio between stock, which is like 
how much there is, which is 21 million, or how much there is circulating, and then flow, which is how much is produced every uh, year. And this, this goes for gold and things as well. This stock to flow can be used on gold and silver and basically any asset that has a stock and a flow. Um, and it's a ratio. Basically, I think the prediction with it was 288,000 between 2020 and 2024, uh, saying that Bitcoin would reach 288,000. Um, and one thing you got to understand is like with gold, with gold, oh, also I'll, I'll cover the happenings in a second, but with gold, it's like, okay, we don't know really how much gold is on the earth. There could be a cave somewhere filled with just gold bricks. We don't know. So with Bitcoin, it's like, we know for sure that there is 21 million of this asset. There's 21 million of them and that's it. But with gold, it's like that, uh, the stock would be like, it's impossible to tell how many, how much gold is here. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically the stock to flow shows that it will just continue as these happenings. And what a happening is, is basically these miners, they even call it miners. Like, do you see the, they tried to make it really like digital gold, uh, like they're mining gold, but these miners, they get rewarded as they mine Bitcoin. And basically the happening occurs every, um, 240,000 blocks or something like that. It's basically every four years, kind mm-hmm. of like the election. And um, uh, the the reward for mining just splits in half. It just cuts in half. So we had one in 2020. They're aiming for like 2024 for it to happen. Um, but basically the stock to flow plays in with that, with the happenings. And I mean, there's arguments against stock to flow, which I think are kind of off but i've seen people arguing against it but it, i mean it's it's holding up mm-hmm. um we, we will see what happens with with that though yeah if, if it is falling stock to flow it seems like there may be a run-up coming yeah fairly soon so so do you so with you know things like xrp and everything that's not bitcoin does it follow stock to flow so i know the happening is like bitcoin specific with the mining is that correct? To have, yeah, yeah. No, some yeah. some other cryptos have happenings too. Okay. Um, for example, the, one is Helium. Okay. HNT okay. that that has happenings too. Okay, but the one that everyone follows, like that's at a different point than Bitcoin's. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So everyone kind of follows that, and then with the stock to flow, it shows like you know approximately a year after each happening, there's a run up because and. Do you know why? Is that like a becoming more of a psychological thing, do you think? Or is it actually like that's just the kickback of the supply getting cut? It takes about that much time to like catch up in a sense? Or why is it kind of consistently the last every four years, the last, you know, 11 years kind of done that? Yeah, I'm not I'm not even sure. Like I'm not deep into the mining part of it Mm -hmm. where I know how much how much money you make per block and all of this. But I guess it's becoming, it's definitely a psychological thing now. Like everybody looks forward to these dates and just like, we know this is going to happen. Also, it's like built into what Bitcoin is. So you could have predicted that um, as like, as the happenings happen, obviously you're going to see something go up, but, but I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure why it actually triggers that. If it's just some kind of demand of, of, I, I'm not sure. I'm really not yeah. sure on that part. It, it seems like it's almost become a self-fulfilling prophecy and just like the expectations of it cause it basically. And because yeah. it is sort of like the value that we give it, if all of a sudden people think it's going to go, you know, maybe it'll touch 300 K who knows, like then people are going to start buying when it's below that number. Cause they, you know, want to make money. Um, but with, with, um, so comparing, you know, Bitcoin sort of has that stock to flow path. And I know most cryptos sort of follow Bitcoin in that sense, just with, you know, the small mark, smaller market cap, sometimes there can be more potential upside. So I know Ethereum had a big spike. Do you have, do you have Ethereum? Yeah. I'm heavy in Ethereum. Yeah. 
heavy in Ethereum. Okay. That is something I, all right, that's good to hear. Cause I've, I have some Ethereum too. Um, but it kind of follows that is that sort of like every four years, everything sort of has a run up or have there been, you know, that, you know, of coins that don't really follow Bitcoin. And is it sort of like when the media catches on and it's like, Oh, crypto's going crazy. Everything sort of follows. Is that why, or is there other reasoning? Yeah. The, well, there's this bull market, bear market cycles that happen. Um, and there's actually like a certain, I wish I had the model right now, but it's like a flow chart where it's another type of flow chart where like you can see how the money circulates through Bitcoin and then it kind of loops around to like low altcoins is a whole chart that shows how the money moves usually. But this is all depending on that everything stays the same. Um, and we're actually in a unique position in the market right now where we just had like a very small, small, like people thought Bitcoin was about to go to 100,000 and it didn't even get close. It was 60, 64 was the top of it. So we're in a unique position where it's like everyone's wondering, like, really, was that the bull run we were looking for? Or is this about to just be a little lull in the market? And it's going to make that look like a blip on the chart when we mm -hmm. later this year. Um, so it's, it's yeah. hard. It's hard to tell where we're at right now, but the cycles definitely do repeat. Like people have been trying to say that this cycle we're in with the market is the same as 2013. And mm -hmm. some people see similarities between 2017 and 2018. Mm -hmm. But really my opinion is that this is completely like, we just had Elon Musk and Tesla drop a billion dollars into Bitcoin. Um, we just had like so much adoption um, and so much institutional money that it, it is a different landscape right now, especially with TikTok actually too. Um, and pumping some of these weird little uh, small meme tokens, right? So it's yeah. a different landscape. So maybe this time we break these cycles or maybe we don't, nobody can really mm -hmm. know for sure. Yeah. Time will tell. It seems, yeah, it seems like with all that adoption going on that, that things must be different. At least it solidifies for me. Like, I don't feel like I'm getting into anything too sketchy, even with, with Bitcoin. Cause there's just so much adoption. Whereas 2017, it was more so like a lot more retail adoption, just like individuals getting in. And now it's like, you know, massive companies who are, getting in and, and putting quite a bit of money countries countries, countries exactly yeah what, what is yeah el salvador yeah. yeah el salvador made it legal tender in their country which means i can go to a grocery store in el salvador and just pay in bitcoin and they have to accept it they have to so yeah. that's like insane like if you would have said to somebody in 2013 or something that that would be happening they would be mind blown like mm -hmm. really we have a country and then you've got Paraguay and a couple more that are really considering it too as, as legal tender, um, which is so cool. It's really, really cool. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Do you, think, do you think that was a smart move by El Salvador? Do you think it's like they're, they're trying to be the leader so they can kind of ride it as it happens? Almost like if they think Bitcoin, you know, does all these predictions do come true, like that means that they'll gain quite a bit of money if people are paying with that and, you know, paying potentially taxes in Bitcoin, who knows, like yep. that would be big for the government if that continues to run up. Yeah. It might be a monetary uh, gain move, but honestly, I'm like, to me, it's like, why are you bothering with like, cause I know the breadth of the entire market, like what's really there. Cause mm -hmm. some people just get caught up in Bitcoin and that's all they look at. But to me, it's like, why are you bothering with this one when I know for sure, like the energy is not scalable for Bitcoin to a global scale. So I don't think ever it would be legal tender everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, and do you even want it as legal tender? Because this is supposed to be not connected to any of that. But I, my opinion is like, why are you bothering with this when we can have this one over here and we can make that legal tender and it's more energy efficient. It's faster. The that one is in XRP. Zero. 
XRP or whatever. Like there's whatever. many other ones that are even faster than mm -hmm. XRP. XRP, yeah. I only look at XRP because they have the partnerships and people mm -hmm. are already signed on huge banks. Mm -hmm. But I'm saying like, is that just going to be something that falls through and gets replaced by something? Or is that really going to just stay there and it's for monetary gain or whatever? So I think it is a smart move for their country too. Um, lots of lots of countries right now are like trying to become blockchain and crypto hubs. Um, they're trying to become that like Singapore and different places, Malta. They're trying to take all these crypto people in and say, look, our taxes are way better. We don't make you even pay taxes in Puerto Rico. Come here. So it might mm -hmm. be one of those moves, but I'm not, I'm not sure if it's what it's for. Like, why are they really doing it? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Time will tell when it comes to, so like with your investing strategies, are you interested much in like gaining new cryptos and kind of getting into the very small ones early trying to do that? Or are you, do you have sort of like a group that you're happy with? I know you mentioned XRP, Ethereum, and you just put more into those, or are you constantly, you know, researching new coins to invest in? Are you like super diversified with all of your crypto portfolio, or do you have most of it in some, some key ones that you feel really strongly about? Well, right now I hold about 20 coins, I would say about 20 mm -hmm. coins. So that's, okay. that's pretty large. Mm -hmm. Um, but mainly all of them are long-term holds. So I'm not one of these guys that's like combing Twitter for the newest coin. And I'm about to mm -hmm. put a thousand and make 10,000 quickly. I don't really mess with that. Um, mm -hmm. there are people for that. If you want to try it, it's more risk of course, but basically my portfolio is all long-term holds. Like mm -hmm. I am a definite believer that this is the new internet. Okay. Mm -hmm. This is the new internet and there is going to be a new, um, financial system coming out of this. That's I'm a huge believer in that. And I think if I pick the correct coins that will be used in that, in those systems in I'm, I'm like five to 10 year scope. And that's mm -hmm. because I'm so young. Most people, they want to do the get rich quick because they're, maybe they hate their job or something like this and they really want to get out fast. But for me, I'm like super long. Mm -hmm. I think I definitely personally know like in my heart that this is, this is really about to change something. Mm -hmm. So most, most long-term holds some other coins. I have, um, Hedera Hashgraph, uh, which isn't even blockchain technology. It's actually brand new and I, I recommend researching it. Um, some other ones I'm, I basically invest in everything that's connected to, um, banking and governments, because I do think that will kill it. It will, it will make a lot. Um, but then I've also got Ethereum. So basically huge portfolio. I plan to bring it down to like 10 to 15 coins in the end game, but those are my ones. Like I don't mess around with, if I find a new one that fits into that, then I take it, but I'm not chasing mm -hmm. no pumps or anything like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people with crypto, they see things that go from like 0. 0.0001 to like, you know, 10 cents and that everyone just wants that. And I was talking to my sister about it, you know, a few, like a month or two ago, I was like, honestly, you're just, you might as well go to Vegas. Like you're if you're not going to exactly. do the research into it and you just want to like, you know, you see all these people doing this and you just want to do that. It's like, just as many ones that go way more ones that out of the ones that go up, you know, a hundred X go to zero, you know? So like exactly. you really are gambling, but I think people get caught up in like, it's just human nature, like to get rich quick, you know, yeah. thinking in a five, 10 year span, like for a, a lot of like very, you know, conservative financial people, that's not very long even, but then in front of that, there's people who are, you know, have like a one month span, they want to get in and get out. And it's like, that's, uh, it's a, it's a sketchy game to play. Definitely, definitely sketchy. I know few people that have been, have lost all their investment, in some of these, but yeah, my philosophy, don't play, don't play that game. Like mm -hmm. the reward is going to be so much better. Um, if you really do your research and learn mm -hmm. about this, 
Like you could yeah. change your whole life by learning just about this space. Truly. Mm -hmm. Do you, do you mess around at all with outside crypto investing like stocks or anything like that? Do you have some like, you know, safer things like government, you know, fucking bonds or some shit. I know you're no. super young. So yeah, it I'm, seems. Yeah. I went all in on crypto. So right before this bull run, basically I sold all my bank stocks, any stock I had, I sold it. Mm -hmm. um, even some were at a loss, I believe. And I sold all my physical gold and silver too. I had a bunch of, of physical gold and physical silver gone, sold it put that all into crypto. And now I'm still, even where we're at in the market, I'm six X up on all of that. So wow. it's like, if I personally had a financial advisor at that time, they would have been like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> like, this is not how you do this. You're would have risking. lost their fucking minds. <laughs> they would have been like, you're crazy. What are you doing? Yeah. But it really paid off. I haven't sold. I, I took profit on some things. Mm -hmm. Um, some of the profit I used to literally pay my taxes from last year because my business was just chopped off. So, mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm long on all this stuff. I'm super yeah. bullish. I like, I'm a permanent bull, mm -hmm. uh, permanent bull on the inside, but I don't really even mess with what's going on today. What price is it at today? No, mm -hmm. you've got to stay laser focused on that long term, And then mm -hmm. one day you'll just wake up and you're there. Yeah. and you'll be like whoa i yeah. really just held all this for and it paid off so yeah for sure i think i saw a video recently where you did mention potential to sell off a little bit i think it was about xrp maybe a three dollar mark is yeah. that are you sticking with that to take a little oh, bit of yeah. profit off the table because i'm sure you got quite a bit in there i'm i'm getting cooked on social media for that uh <sighs> some of the people who have are like hardcore xrp people basically I've been in XRP since 2017. It was my first coin I invested wow. in uh, because I had to buy Bitcoin first and then you trade it for XRP. But mm -hmm. it was my first coin. And it's like, we've really been holding this through like, XRP gets bullied and bullied and bullied like 24 seven, man. If you come out, like you'll probably get some hate comments on XRP under this video. Uh, it gets bullied. It's, it's in a lawsuit right now. They took it off all the exchanges. You've got people like people unfollow me when I talk about XRP, like that type of polarization is on it. So I'm just like, okay, I've been in this so long. Let me take some profits. Cause I've been waiting, right? I've been waiting for that. So I just altered my strategy, my selling strategy or my exit strategy, um, just to take more profits. I just want to take a little bit more. I still have a dedicated wallet that I'm never touching. Um, I just loaded it with some XRP. I just put it away, never touch it. So I'm just going to take more profit. Yeah. 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 That's, I know it's crazy people out there on social media who will just, I don't know, they seem to come at your throat for just about any, like, and by your, I mean, all of us, you know, I could, yeah. you know, make a video that seems to me like not that crazy. And then all of a sudden yeah. I got trolls in there going nuts, but um, yeah, no, I think, you know, if it gets to what, what do you think, what timeline do you think a $3 mark might be reasonable for XRP? Or is it just like, you don't even bother worrying about that. And it's just like the mark that you set. Well, personally, like I worry about that because I make content about it. So I mm -hmm. have to have a certain level of watching it. If I wasn't <laughs> on social media, oh no, I wouldn't even be looking at it. I wouldn't care. Mm -hmm. But for a timeline on the $3, so in 2017, XRP got to $3.82. And I got to watch that happen. I remember being at my grandma's house on Christmas with my dad in the corner. Like, whoa, like our 500 is now 1,000. And we woke up the next day, it's like 1,500. It was going crazy. Yeah. And then, so, so that all-time high is yet to be broken. Uh, whereas Bitcoin broke its all-time high, Ethereum broke its all-time high. Basically every coin. Most coins have broken all-time high. Mm -hmm. XRP has been suppressed by various different things. So on a timeline, I'm thinking it all depends on this, this lawsuit that they're in. They're involved in some kind of lawsuit right now. Once that is uh, over, we can expect um, a run-up, especially if they win the lawsuit. It's almost 
it's almost for sure that it'll it'll break that all time high. So you're so, saying is right right now is a good time to buy XRP during hey, this last no no, fin- <laughs> no financial <laughs> advice, but I mean that's what you want to do with a company if they're if it's blood in the streets you buy that's what they say. Mm-hmm. If the company's down and out and you believe in it still, you got to put more. And then once they come out on the other side because of your like belief in that company, they'll go up. Even though XRP is not a company, so. Um, so you mentioned you have to, uh, with XRP, you can't, you can't buy it. You have to buy Bitcoin and then trade that for XRP. Is no. that okay? That, just back in 2017, it oh, was harder, right. okay. mm-hmm. but that's just the method I used. You can buy XRP straight up with your debit card on some places right okay. now. It's what, harder to what, get it, but yeah, I'm curious what plat I may, I may have to get a little bit at least after this <laughs> yeah. podcast episode, but where, where do you recommend for those listening? If they've been you know, convinced to get into a little bit XRP. Hey, that that's uh, not the goal either with this. Yeah. Like no, it's no, just my personal not. passion coming through mm-hmm. uh, for, for where to buy it. You can get it on. Um, if most people are probably going to be in the States, but if you're in Canada, you can get it on Binance. If you're in the USA, you can get it on um, Uphold, um, BitTrue or KuCoin. Those are the three right now. Okay. Um, yeah. It, it used to be on Coinbase like the main platform, but yeah. took it off. Took it off. Damn. Maybe because they don't want you to have it <laughs> or something like that. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. I mean, did you have anything else you wanted to tell the listeners about XRP or crypto, not financial advice, but just yeah. any final thoughts on, on the, on the, uh, what we've discussed today? Yeah. I would say um, go long on this stuff. Don't mess around with, these weirdo little dog coins or like the shit coins, the shit coins. Yeah. Don't mess around with them. Put that money into real projects, do your research. And also one thing I want to end off with build a business in the blockchain space. Okay. This is where the real money is made. I'm telling you right now, most of these crypto influencers, they're not even making money on crypto. They're making money on your views. The real money mm-hmm. is made in educating people about this and building blockchain companies. So do that while you invest and use the investment portfolio as like a extra bonus, but try to make the business because this is the next hundred years. I'm telling you, mm-hmm. uh, blockchain and just digital business and online, anything, courses, eBooks, podcasts, like you're doing right now, mm-hmm. next hundred years. So that's how it ended off. Um, yeah. but yeah, thank you for having me on, man. Thank you. Of course, for having me Yeah, on. no, thank you for taking the time, Mason. I think this is a really cool, uh, topic to cover off on. Had a really good time conversing with you. I do want at some point to get my buddy Jake and you in a room together and talk Bitcoin versus other cryptos. I won't say yeah. Bitcoin versus XRP, but something like that. Um, yeah, so again, cool. yeah, thanks for, thanks for taking the time, Mason. Where can people find you on social media? Uh, you can find me on TikTok. Instagram, Twitter, and uh, YouTube are the main platforms. Just type in Crypto Mason. Um, I'll pop up on all of them. Sounds great. All right. Thanks again, man. Have a great rest yep. of your day. All right. Thank you. Bye, everyone.